Today we're going to talk about landscape design. So, the greener your bushes, the greener your grass, the greener your cash. Noel, who do we have on today? We have Joe Antine. He is with Joe Antine Landscape Design Contractors out of Richfield? Yes. Out of Richfield, New Jersey. And he has been in landscape design for what now? 50 years? This year will be 50 years. Wow. Have there been any new bushes discovered in the last 15 years? Like 50 years, like <laughs> dinosaur, dinosaurs keep coming out of nowhere. Like well, I'm they sure they find a new dinosaur. things together to yeah. make like, you know, you know, they can splice different plants together well, and make grafting. a new plant. Most of the times that's grafting, you mm-hmm. know, there's thousands and thousands of plants. And that's what makes it exciting because all my arrangements are completely different. Mm. So now you do hardscape design and softscape, do I call it? What do I call it? Well, it's hardscape is laying out all the driveways, the walkways. We're okay. stonemasons, so we build the steps, the landings, the patios. We do a lot of fieldstone walls that look spectacular. I love fieldstone. Tennis courts, mm-hmm. bocce ball courts, anything you can imagine. Pickleball courts you know, now. So, everyone's yeah. into pickleball. I don't know what pickleball is. It's like a form of tennis, but everyone's okay. into it. So tell us, so what, what is your advice to our listeners? What is the biggest bang for your buck? If you're doing a, a new house or if you're doing an old house, like what, what do you do? How do you get started? Um, what should someone build? And then tell us about why, why landscape is important. Okay, I mean, like I think it depends on your clients. Like if you're selling as a realtor, selling it to your um, customer, there are a small portion of customers that want to redo their own landscape and or hire their own landscape designer to fix their house. Most of the times, they want the least amount of work. They want the house to look mm-hmm. beautiful, and 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 that's how you make it. You have to make the house. The majority of the people, they would want to have it where they just walk in the door and they don't have to do anything. A that's big, how I a am. big a big thing is landscaping costs a lot of money. So sometimes the people get tricked. You know, they're looking at the inside of the house. They say, oh, this is what I want. And they're not really paying attention to the outside. So oh, what could it cost a couple of thousand? And it could end up being 20, 250,000, 500,000. Wow. It could be any number. We've done jobs all the way up to seven, $800,000 jobs. Wow. So For flowers? Get, yeah. Well, the flowers hardscape are the too. Hardscape, hardscape. Do you yeah, do, you do hardscape, hardscape like driveways, cobblestone yes. walkways? And you said yes. the field walkways. Yeah, what, what we do is we basically take the survey of the person's property, blow it up into a bigger scale, draw everything in, tennis courts, patios, landings, drainage work, we're big in drainage, mm-hmm. sprinkler system. We draw, we have a master plan. And with that plan, uh, we break it all down. People want to do their backyard first or their front yard first. So we break all the prices down, and that's how we do it. In five or ten minutes... I know how the whole property should be laid out. Uh, very good with artwork. So, um, so can I do it in phases, or does someone have to yes. come in and do all seven hundred thousand no, at one no, shot? No, no, no. You do it in phases, you know. And actually, I tell the people, um, do it in phases because it's like a gift. If you get everything done in one year, you then you have nothing, mm-hmm. nothing to look forward to. So when I design the people's properties, you know, they have a budget. It could be 20000 5000 It could be 200000 whatever it is. We do the amount of work that's right within their budget. Mm-hmm. And naturally, it's like, um, you, you know, the prettier you make it look, it's got to look, got to look very pretty, and it's got to function correctly, which is very important. You know, square patios or 
not good because you have a table, you have chairs, you have trying to cook, you have everything crammed in. Decks are no good in my place unless they're really up in the air uh, where you have no choice but to come out on the second floor. But your patios should have a cooking area, sitting area, an area to display your food. Those are your three basics and traffic areas to get you to those three locations. So you basically organize the people in your backyard. Like your cooking hmm. area wants to be in eye contact with the area that you're sitting because um, everybody wants to know what everybody else is doing. So you said no squares, which I like because I'm not a big right. square person. Right. I don't You're like totally decks. I don't like decks either. I'm more like I love stone. I love patios and all that. How do you determine or how do you convince a homeowner like, hey, this deck sucks. Get rid of it. Like, what, what's your tactics? I actually tell them if the deck is too small. The only time you use a deck, like I said, if you're too close to the ground, you, you would never have a deck. If there's only two or three or four steps coming out of your entranceway, mm -hmm. you want to have a patio. And it opens you up to the whole yard. Uh, like I was saying before, you have properties a square, houses a square, landscaping should be all curves and circles. And so like you have a 14 to 16 foot circle just to accommodate a five by five table with eight chairs facing each other. So we have a round circle, square table, mm. right? And then that leads you over to on the short side of the backyard coming out of the entranceway is where we put your cooking area. So the cooking area, um, you want to be in eye contact and you need so many square feet. So you need so many square feet to eat, so many square feet to cook, so many square feet to display your food, and you're basically leading the clients to where they have to go with traffic areas. Traffic so, areas. so you're basically saying that outside is just as important to plan as inside. So people Absolutely. spend hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars planning their kitchens, figuring out where everything's going to go, but most people don't do that outside. Well, that's the difference between the contractor that knows what he's doing and a guy that doesn't. You know, there's a wide span between a homeowner's job, contractor that doesn't know what he's doing, and a guy that knows what he's doing. So, and what's your big what's your big wow factor? Like, if I'm if I just bought or if I'm ready to sell my house, what should I look at? What should I see? Say on my house, and say this is wrong, this is wrong. What improvements can I make that aren't going to cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars that'll help me get that? that better result to, to flip my house? Well, you know, scale is very important. Driveways are very important. So, like, you have to um, – every house will sell at a higher rate with the proper landscaping, and that's the hardscape. Your, your, your hardscape is first. Your plantings are very last. Actually, it's the last thing that goes in. See, it's not so, what uh, I would look at. I would actually look at the plantings. But I do agree that Dave, my fiance, he looks at the hardscape. He looks at how uh, the driveway is, what's going on with that. But I would completely overlook that and say, uh, well, what kind of plantings do you have? the money is in the hardscape. The money is in the hardscape. I think, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. The plantings are the least amount of uh, work. Even with driveways, mm -hmm. when you approach a driveway... Uh, when you approach the garages, your car should be square before it ends up into the garage. So you should, and then you should have a backup area. So from the garage to the side property, you should have minimum 40 feet each, and everything is in scales. So like when you go to ShopRite, your sleeve is 10 feet wide, 20 feet long. Mm -hmm. Well, in order to back out of that, you need another 20 feet. Uh, so that gives you 40 feet. So this is how I draw up the designs. You know, like I, uh, you approach it you're able to back up and you should also have a backup return so if you have a two-car garage 
you want to come back 20 feet, back another 20 feet, over 20, so you can back your cars into that sleeve. You can use it as a parking spot and then pull out. So there's just driveways is very critical. Most, most contractors, they'll put the driveway right squared off with the corner because mm -hmm. they get the house too close to the side property yep. line. That's, That's how my big. last house was. We had nowhere to go. You, mm -hmm. Once you put a car in, you couldn't back up. You couldn't exactly. do anything. There was no return area. It was horrible. Exactly. exactly. So that's a big error by the architects. Mm -hmm. So the architects make a lot of mistakes. Drainage work is another story. But driveway is very critical. Walkways are very critical. Because walkways, you, uh, you're creating focal points to the front door. Um, and again, it should be a nice soft so let's, curve. So let's talk about that. So again, to, to get a really a, a nice improvement for someone who's trying to sell their house, what should what should their front door look like? What, yeah. what should we have in the front? What are the the, okay. the the wow factors that you could advise someone to add? Okay, so with the plantings, you always want to soften the corners and you want to create focal points for the front door. The front door is your focal point on a, plant, on a planting. You just step back in the street you're looking at the house, you want to be zero right in on that front door. And you want to be able to get there. The first thing you do is pull up on the street, you look for the address, and you look for the walkway to get you from the street to the house. And, you know, so if you have a side walkway going to the driveway, that's a big problem. Because people park, they're, they're trying to look where they have to walk to get to the front door. So they go all the way to the right, they go up the driveway. Then they're too close to the house, and so they're not really viewing the house. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. a painting. The further you go away, the 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 nicer the you know the presentation is to the house. So a front walkway is very critical. Okay. So you connect it to the street. You connect it to the driveway. The driveway is for the homeowners. To, to the street is to the guests coming to the house. And there's so many and, houses that don't have front walkways. True. Right. I don't. You have a front walkway, but your front walkway goes, isn't attached to the front of your house. It's like attached to your driveway. Exactly. It's attached mm -hmm. to the driveway. When you say soften the corners what how do you soften a corner what, well, what does plant, that entail with plantings and planting beds so when you have the walkway going to the street you always go to the driveway side so if you're facing the house mm -hmm. and the driveway's on the right side the front walkway bends to the driveway side out to the street and also connects to the driveway so and like with a y that, yeah it's a y correct why so you turn around <laughs> and and that forms the planting bed going right. from the front door to the driveway and it also creates the focal point for the person pulling up to the house viewing exactly where they have to walk so they're getting out of the car and they're looking at the house like a picture so what's and right so what at the right at the entrance way should have a very uh a nice looking planting spec specimen plantings possibly with stone work we put in big boulders so big lions i like boulders what about lions no no well that's different that's mm -hmm. a that's a more of a european thing i don't okay. know about lions. so no, you're not doing lions what anymore? about no lions on the landscape waterfalls and 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 water structures i love i'm, I'm a pisces i love water stuff so <laughs> what about mm -hmm. fountains and things like that well most of the time water features are done in the backyards mm. okay Right, uh, we put a lot of them in. You know, we do a lot of ponds, waterfalls, um, fountains. Is uh, it's an eye catcher. So, yep. and if it's close enough to the patio or multiple patios, uh, you could um, enjoy it a lot nicer. The water flow. Some people get into fish. That's a lot of big maintenance thing. You mm. know what I mean? 
but it's like a hobby. If you have the yeah. time, you do it. If you don't, you just have the water. And right, I don't you know, know if the ponds add value because a lot of people don't like that stuff. They don't like the maintenance. Mm. I mean, I, yeah. I, I yeah. know someone who has a koi pond yeah. and they, they have like huge koi. Mm. I think they're overfed. They're not sharks. Koi are supposed to be big. They are? Yeah, they're like they're, this they're big. huge. Well, they start and they, then they get big. But ponds have to be in the shade. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, so if you're open to the sunlight, you're exposed to uh, the bad algae, mm -hmm. right? So the pond should really be tucked under trees, and I it prevents the, the the you know the wrong algae from occurring. So you uh, wouldn't put a pond in the front yard. So you would do specimen planting. Give us some ideas. Like, what kind of plants should we do? Should we do dogwood? Should we do a Japanese maple? Like, what's that big bang? Okay, so the Japanese maple is highly used. Expensive plant, very nice as a focal point. It stays small enough. Uh, that would be one of the plants that you would use at your front walkway leading mm -hmm. you in. There is weeping blue atlas cedars. There's a lot of specimen plantings. Weeping Norway spruce. You have, um, years ago, we used to be able to do a copper... Uh, a graph between a cop, a, a cherry tree, and a um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, and that was to keep it smaller. Yes, like yes. a small cherry tree. Yes, yes. So they have dwarf species, mm -hmm. and um, so two key, two very key plants should be on both sides of the of the thing, and all your planting bed should be arced, or everything's in curves and circles. Uh, if you go to my website, you could see a lot of this stuff as well. Tell uh, us, what is your website? Because a lot of our viewers are going to want to see your examples and yeah, know how to reach, just, it, reach out to you. Go to Antian Landscape Design, uh, you know. Dot com. Uh, dot, dot com, exactly. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And uh, it, these are all big factors. And I would say that as, a, as an investor, you would do the hardscape first. Okay. Mm -hmm. People always can put plantings in later. It's the very last thing that goes in. But now, if if you're an investor and you're going to flip it, I would do the hardscape in the front and the plantings and leave the back alone because mm -hmm. the first thing you're doing is pulling up to the house and, you know, it's made up. So it's like going into a bar. You're going to go to a girl that's right. all made up. Right, that's what I say. Right, you're I not gonna go to a, a girl that looks like hell. We always, <laughs> we always like the girls that are made up better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that that actually is a great question that that someone asked me to ask you was about uh, if they are a builder, what are those basics that they should do in order to get that house done? They built their new house. What are their basics? So you just said do the hardscape, do the softscape, because it just gives that picturesque flavor, um, which will help the house sell better. So you think that the builder could leave the backyard without doing anything? Well, eventually the, the client is going to look at the back and see, yeah. what's, see what's up there, you know. Uh, functionality, people like patios, you know, so mm -hmm. you have a patio. Entranceways are very important as well, at, back and front. So like the steps should be done out of stone, landings. You need landings before the entranceway, then you have steps. Patios are important because people like to entertain outside. Builders have a tendency of going with the cheaper contractor to just throw some plants in. And to me, you're better off without the plants and, and doing it correctly. Yeah. So that's a great question. So you know, we don't even deal with builders because they just want to do everything the cheapest way. So I have a house. <laughs> um, I just moved a couple months ago and there's I'm in a neighborhood where there's a lot of new larger homes being built. So one of the homes that was just built the builder, it was on the corner property on the main road. So the builder put in arborvitaes 
and he spaced them out like five feet. He was trying to create a, a natural wall, but uh-huh. the plants are so tiny. He like built up this burn or berm of dirt, stuck the plants in, and it just looks ridiculous. And I feel like they would have been better off having nothing there. Um, or they literally did it around the whole entire property. And then I was like, well, you would have been better off just doing it on the, the, the main roadside, investing that same amount of money, getting like six or seven foot tall arborvitaes instead of buying like these three foot Mm -hmm. tall arborvitaes it just looks ridiculous yes um you're absolutely right when it comes to um that's called hedgerows Mm -hmm. and i don't like hedgerows because it's just like a green fence and um if you can buy uh and what happens is three or four or five years later the plants are growing one or two or three or die. It's like a missing tooth. You never can actually, <laughs> yeah. so you can never, you know, really match them. And there's so many different varieties, you know, but, and even having problems with the deer and everything else. But we don't really like to, we never design hedgerows unless it's really absolutely necessary, uh, like behind tennis courts or whatever, right. and you don't have the room and you're trying to create privacy. It does give you the best privacy, but in me, I like to block out the things that you don't want to see when you're actually on your property. So if you put a big spruce to block out the neighbor's house, it's like softening the property. You, blo- mm-hmm. you block out your neighbor's houses and you soften up the corners. You create focal points to your front door. Backyards, if you want privacy, you block out any other things that you don't want to see, a neighbor's shed or another house, uh, and you leave the open effect. Once you close things in, you're... You're closing yourself in. You can get the beauty from other people's properties um, to complement your own backyard. So block out right? the eyesores and leave the rest available open. to view. Yes. Right, and yeah, open. with lower planting, so mm-hmm. you get that open feeling. You know what I'm saying? I have two questions for you, two things that have been burning on my mind. Mm-hmm. One, what plantings do you do if you have a ton of deer and a ton of geese? So these are two animals who the are answer is no planting. So just kidding. Who are plaguing my life, right? We have a pond and then we have these geese that fly in and they eat everything. And we have the deer that come in, they're beautiful and it's Bambi, but they're eating everything. So what would you put? Okay, so there are certain plants most plants are eating up right now. And uh, the arborvitaes, the green giant arborvitaes as a big plant, mm-hmm. uh, they're staying away from them. Boxwoods, uh, any of the boxwoods, they stay away from Ilex. So there are certain plants that um, maybe hollies you can get away with, and we do keep that in mind. Okay. So people who have uh, fences, like if you have a pool in your backyard, you have to have a fence. Around the pool, but not around the rest. Uh, So to us, we like to have the fence around the whole property Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're closing yourself in, Mm -hmm. right? These are all little tricks. Uh, you know what I forgot to mention to you before about the plantings, too, is the flowering tree should be out in the lawn like dogwoods or mm. cherries, and that softens the look also as well. So the plantings up against the house are called foundation plantings. Uh, you keep the low things underneath the windows. In the corners, you do the higher plantings, right, to soften it up. It's the knowing how to place the plants. You have to make the arrangement look full, but... The prime time in that time is like a planting arrangement should last about 20 years, hmm. right? It lives a lot longer. But the it plants like live crap. a lot long. Yeah. But, you know, they start getting overgrown. Yeah. They start mm-hmm. looking like us, you know, when they get <laughs> 70, 80 years old, you know what I mean? 
you know, you're in Time your to prime. cut them down. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you, how I uh, tell my clients, like, you know, you replace the roof every 30 years, the mm-hmm. driveways every 15 to 20 years, right? Your landscape layout should be around 20 years, and that's if they're pruned properly. If you don't prune them properly from year to year, you'll get eight or 10 years wow. because the plants really grow very quickly. So if you start your life at 30, say you buy your first house at 30, you're able to get three full arrangements it's like putting a new dress on the girl every 20 mm-hmm. years, 30 to 50, 50 to 70, and 70 to 90, and that's it. It's over. You know what I mean? Now what about <laughs> if you're like, can you, can you instead of having to go through the expense of putting through a whole new dress, could you like put different pieces on the dress? Right. Like could Add I swap lace. out a couple plants <laughs> here, swap out a couple plants here, or does it all have right. to be all in one shot? Well, I'm going to tell you how I think about that. So um, when the plants become overgrown after 20 years, uh, and you take out one or two, and you put a new one in, you'll see it immediately. So it's like a 90-year-old man and a 20-year-old girl. We wish it works. I mean, that is the trend today, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I tell the clients, you okay. know, get better off ripping it all out and get a whole new appreciation 20 mm. years later, you know what I mean? And not that I'm looking for the work, I'm just telling it as is because... It just doesn't look right. You know, you put a new plant in, you got an old plant, it's barren on the bottom, it's all out mm-hmm. of whack. You know, it's like... It, it, it makes sense because I, I have, um, side of my house, I have all these rhododendrons that are probably 40 years old and they, you know, they're like nine feet tall, there's nothing on the bottom. And my wife and I were discussing, should we take them out? And I'm like, they have to go because you can't fix anything like that. It just looks... What, rhododend- what kind of rhododendron? Native or hybrid? <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Do they have a small They're leaf? green leaf. Right. <laughs> small leaf. They live in the ground. Buds. Right. Do they bloom every year? I don't know. I've only been in the house since October, so they haven't bloomed for me yet. Okay. They're so, coming. The blooms are there. They're starting. Yeah. They're about to come out. See, okay, the flowering trees. This was my second question. Okay. So what I've noticed is because I was looking at these beautiful flowering trees with pink and the dogwoods with the beautiful big and the magnolias. And I was like, oh, my God, I want this, this and this. I've been going to different nurseries and looking at different things. But they flower in the spring and it's beautiful for like two weeks. And then it's all over the ground and then people drive on it and walk on it. And then you it turns from pink to brown. And it's gross. That's why you so, have a landscaper to blow it away. Well, yeah, got that, got okay. that. That's the maintenance. Joe doesn't do maintenance. He does design. He's the creative behind the whole thing. But what do you what do you suggest in lieu of those things? Is there anything that flowers longer? Is there anything that looks prettier longer? Because they're gorgeous, but then they're not. Uh, the answer to the question is no. You yeah. get oh. you get your two or three weeks, and that's it. That's you know it. what I mean? And most of the plants, even, uh, well, your annuals, small plantings mm-hmm. on the ground, they'll mm-hmm. last all summer. Right. Uh, that's a different scenario. Perennials also bloom pretty much a longer time mm-hmm. than a flowering tree. But your flowering trees, they're there f- for the beauty. It's like, you know, it's, it's maintenance, the, drops the flowers. Right. And then you got to clean it up, which is what you said. Uh, and they are beautiful. I would stay away. Uh, look, magnolia is a, a spectacular it's tree. It's so pretty. But it's one of the earliest plants that mm-hmm. bloom. Mm-hmm. And if it gets hit with a frost, it wipes it out immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're really getting even less than two weeks. Right. And you can get a quick frost. So 
that you know we don't use it for because of that reason because people are not even oriented for spring until it's even after that it's bloom. too late, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. late. you're like yeah. spring end of exactly. June right. not exactly even. Right. Mm. so you know these are all critical things builders have a tendency of doing things the cheap way and uh, even with walkways they do things straight even mm. architects mess up a lot uh, it's just like not good you know. That's why we need a landscape designer. Yeah. So what what would you not what's like do not plant this warning. Or do, do not, not do this. Do not right. plant do not do this, do not plant this. What's your top two holy shit, why did you do that or run? You've just messed it all up. Yeah, what is it? Well when you're saying a specific plant or you're anything. saying anything, anything, so, hardscape, softscape. All right, so plant. let's do with the plantings. Okay. You, you always have to give the plants enough room. You never put them close to the foundation because mm -hmm. it looks like it comes out of the wall. Okay. It's supposed to come out of the planting bed. So you give three or four feet is your first row of plantings. So leave three to four feet between your house and the plant. And the first plant. Okay. And then you, you, know, you stagger them. Then you have other flowering plants in front. So you have your dark greens in the back like a painting. Right. Your focal points, flowering shrubs, anything of interest in the front. Then you have low-growing plants to highlight those. So the more rows of plants you have, the nicer it looks, and especially when it's all in curves. Okay. You know, so it's the way you lay out the pro the way that you lay out the plantings is very critical, um, and you have to allot for growth, and then those plants have to be pruned on it on a daily basis. And you never, uh, like, I hate when a landscaper trims the shrubs with an electric hedge gear. Okay, no, so no electric. big, big no. No electric hedge gear, people. That's right. a big no. No, no. easy way no. out. See, to us, we hand prune So you want to be like Mr. Miyagi, like uh, from you, 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 Karate you, Kid. You want the plants to look very natural. Okay. And that's the beauty of the plant. They're not designed to look like a cue ball, mm -hmm. where most landscapers, they just butcher the plants. You know, so we hand prune the plant, you make it look as natural as possible. And that's the correct way. You prune out all the dead wood. You restructure it. That's early spring, and then you're going to prune later in the in the summer. Okay. The, and the what's new the number one no-no for hardscaping? Hardscape. Number one, do not do this with hardscaping. Mm. Hardscape is. Um, is it the harder the better or no? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, you that's know, not the answer. I, you know what I like with. Uh, I'll give you an example with uh, walls. All properties have different elevations, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Nothing's perfectly flat. In fact, the only thing that goes up, the house goes up perfectly level, but landscaping is not level. And drainage work is very, very critical. So when you're doing a patio, that patio's got to be pitched away from the house. And it's the rule of thumb is one, one inch every five feet in the direction that you want the water to go. So a lot of landscapers lay it flat, then they're holding water. That mm. water percolates through, goes into the basement. So it's very, very critical. When it comes to stone, the walls, we use real stone walls, field stone. A lot of guys uh, use the keystone blocks. To me, we put them on commercial buildings, or we put them on walls that are facing the neighbor. Got it. And filling it in. So you don't want to be looking at a concrete block wall. We we. People build them because they're easier to put in. It's like Legos. Yeah, so you just stack them up. Yeah. Where we hand chisel all the field stone, and we mm. do magnificent stone walls. We do them. We're doing them today, actually. So, uh, and with the stone walls, you can make nice soft curves. 
with the concrete blocks. Everything's little on the square side, you know. So sounds like I need to have you out to my house. Yeah, yeah. and mine before the wedding. Yeah. Before <laughs> the go. wedding. There you go. But you said so. You said so when Noel asked you before about the the flowering or the whatever lasts longer. So back to my original statement was the greener the grass, the greener the bushes, the greener the cash, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it seems like the only real thing that you can control all year long is your grass. You can keep your grass green. If your green is, okay. your green is, you know, grass is green and then you have a nice kind of like okay. wrapping for your property. Not with yes. my geese. Yeah. The geese eat the grass. Do they? They do. See, the lawn, the lawn is, uh, you know, up to the maintenance guys because we, we used mm -hmm. to do that for the first 13 years that I was in business. Yeah. Uh, like I bought out three companies before I was 25 and I was doing 85 accounts uh, maintaining lawns mm -hmm. and, and uh, garden apartments and commercial buildings. You know, we were doing big in on that. By 1987, we wiped all of that out because I was getting so big in landscape design. So, um, so you had more, the, you had greener cash with landscaping design than <laughs> well, you did with greener more, grass. It's all more interesting work. Okay. So it's more exciting. Sure, Anybody yeah. right. can cut a lawn, right? right? I don't know about that. I don't <laughs> think my 15 year old could. <laughs> but, um, the maintenance on the lawn is very critical. So like, uh, you should be applying fertilizer four times a year, mm -hmm. lime twice a year and reseeding twice a year. It's early wow. spring, late spring. Can I fall. seed now? I need to seed. My, my landscaper yes, is not seeding right for me. David's yeah. been seeding since it, he could go outside. Okay. Like he's been seeding and seeding and seeding. I but think maybe also, that's why the gooses, geese are yeah, eating. They're, they're probably getting They're eating seed. your seed. Yeah. yeah your feed, yeah. You're actually feeding this, the ducks. Well, we whatever. also had the septic put in, so we had to grow ah, new grass. Okay. Um, so, so the proper maintenance is very critical because if you don't feed the dog, he's going to die. And yeah. if you don't water, which is another yeah. very big thing, 90% of the, the plant, the leaf plant, is water. Okay. So if you don't water on a regular basis... Uh, like throughout the spring and the fall, it may be two or three times a week. But during the summertime, you might want to do it every other day and mm. never every day. Because Why? they cost. They'll do. No, no, no. What, what happens is <laughs> when you water every day, the, the, the grass, the roots of the plant know that it's being fed that water uh. every day. So if you let it dry out a little bit. The roots go deeper, which creates a better foundation for the lawn. Should we do that with our kids too? So basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't spoil <laughs> That's them. A good do one. not spoil your grass. Or do yeah. not spoil your grass. So the, it's sort of fertilizer and lime is very, very critical. Just as important as fertilizer because that neutralizes the acid mm -hmm. in the soil. Um, what about weeds? Like I have weeds, and it really bothers uh, me. You're probably better off going around with like a one or two gallon uh, mix of weed uh, trimac. Oh, the one that of, you just do like and this? Just squirt yeah. the weed. Because if you apply weed killer throughout the whole lawn, you could damage the whole lawn. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you're better off just squirting each each individual. That's something around, to give a kid to do. You know? That's something that they might when find fun. you have fun. like a patch of weeds where it's just like a bunch of four leaf clovers. Yeah. You well, can't the other option each... is to rip it out. Get it okay. down to the barren dirt and then reseed it. Mm. Just rip it out. Well, my lawn isn't that bad. It's just like ten yeah. percent weeds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want zero. Weeds, like I, I want zero weeds. Yeah. Individually, I'm a zero weed guy. Individually, you spray them, but if mm -hmm. it's in big clumps, you probably be better off just ripping that right okay. out. You know, and then putting down a little bit of topsoil and seed okay. fertilizer lime. You know. Joe, I want to remind everyone where they can find you. Joe Antine, he is at antinelandscapedesign.com. 
And if you want to know more about things like this, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Press that button. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Go find us because we bring experts 50 years here and still going strong that are going to help you with all of your investment and real estate and selling and buying and Making that money. Making that green. But I have a green. really burning question. So like burning question. I know there's some really bad words in life, you know, like the F word and the S word and a bunch of other words. So in landscaping, is there some bad words out there? So like one weeds. comes to mind besides weeds, like is is like bamboo like the mm. F word in landscaping? <laughs> well, Bamboo is very, very evasive, right? So it, it, it overtakes, and the root system is actually tremendous. Like when we have to rip it out, we literally have to go down like two and a half, three feet. Wow. So when we, co we come in with the big excavators and the loaders, and we rip out all of the dirt, go down three feet, cart all of that stuff away, and then bring in all new dirt, uh, very invasive. But now you have some clients that have big properties, and they'll have it separating their neighbors mm -hmm. and they don't mind it because it gives them very good privacy um to me i don't like it because it's you know they flip over it's they very flip amazing. over like you have like a whole clump of yeah, yeah does like a panda show up there yes. or a koala is it a koala or a panda you Who had bamboo? you had the panda, I believe. Somebody eats bamboo. But you had a house that you were just flipping that you put bamboo yeah, in, or like you took bamboo ago, out. Yeah, we had a bamboo in. Uh, mm -hmm. We had not a bamboo, like a bamboo forest. Right. And yeah. um, I feel like there were special flies that used to hang out by the bamboo, and yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, we've only done maybe four or five um, excavating jobs to rip out the bamboo. Very. Traumatic. I mean, little tiny weed, traumatic. and it just keeps growing. You know. So, like, once even you're... after we rip out the three yeah. feet of dirt, it could still come back. So, all you have to do is leave a, a little piece of root, and it starts all over. Then the client has to, before it gets more invasive, they have to keep pulling it out years. So, you later. really have to think like because once you go bamboo, you never go back. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm leaving that <laughs> all alone. Is there a... Anyway, anyway. That was a good one. Was so a good one. we try, we try, we try. But again, we wanted to thank you for being thank here today. Um, no we look forward to having you back with more specific landscape yeah. questions. Remember, if you visualize it, you can own it. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.